0: hope mm-hmm. i'm hope that's my wish for you yeah. for you fellas adjust our screens ready to go freddy ready to go you can hear everything yes mm. well dan i don't know there's so much we have to talk about let's not do any pre-show let's get right to the main show
1: This episode of Humble & Fred is being broadcast to the world from the well-equipped Humble & Fred studios in Toronto, from our Brampton facility with a pool, and from Lisa's house in Peterborough. And is brought to you by Bodog, the Retirement Sherpa, the Chambers Plan, Aaron Ventures, EVNet.ca, Architect Outdoor Living, and our newest sponsor, but not really, returning to the Humble & Fred show, Palma Pasta, better building by... Oh, that's not... (laughs) That's pretty funny
0: Did you do that on purpose? (laughs) No, I didn't palma pasta Anthony will love that palma pasta better building by design
1: and now here are two men who spent the weekend contemplating dandelions they start out with small buds, quickly rise to incredible heights with a bloom into a brilliant and and bloom into a brilliant happy yellow and then turn gray and float off into the wind Mm -hmm. yes it's the authors of life is like a dandelion humble and Fred
0: yeah that's like us we uh, turn gray and one day we'll float off into the wind. Thank you, Dan. Exactly. Yes. You want to hear? Us, you know, sometimes uh, I don't know about you guys, but sometimes I'll think things. I think, Did I, Am I really that dumb? <laughs> you know, like you, I'm on the I'm sta- I'm on the range of this golf course in Belleville on Thursday, and I was there Wednesday and Thursday, and uh, I don't know if you guys felt the. Um, You guys probably had some black flies up north A little bit A bit Because normally They don't come this far south And this weekend in Toronto There was definitely some black fly activity But where I was I don't know for some reason I thought well I'm probably further north I'm in Belleville So I'm standing there on the range Getting ready for this round And I'm being buzzed Everyone's buzzing with the black flies (laughs) Here's the thought I had I thought Well maybe they won't be too bad on the course you know, where the trees and the water. <laughs> and, and I don't know what made me think that. Like, logic wouldn't make you think that. But I just had this idea of thinking, oh, well, maybe it won't be so bad once we get out on the golf course. And, of course, it was ten times as bad than it was in this wide open field with a breeze. But, but about three holes in, I was getting like, literally, at some points, you'd have to stop. And then wait for them to stop buzzing you. <laughs> that's what I said Yeah, yeah, they're they're way better out here on the golf course Anyway
2: Imagine that in, uh, in Ontario in May Yeah, but uh, Yeah, well listen, imagine that But imagine how imagine stupid that.
0: Imagine how stupid you have to be to think it was going to be better Where the trees and water were You know, that's really the point of that little discussion How fucking yeah. dumb I felt
2: Yeah, it's interesting Very interesting There's the word again You know what?
0: Hold we on a second. Give. We gotta have we, we should have if. every time somebody says interesting No, yeah. that's not right. If,
2: like if we still had T shirts or something or some little knick knack or something, every time we say interesting, somebody should win something. What you know, how limited can you be? But anyway, what's was intra what's um interesting? <laughs> I guess, uh, Yes. Uh, They weren't so bad. The different levels, they annoy people because we were up. I was opening up the Tin Palace this weekend and they were around. But at no part, at no point was it like, oh, these things are bugging me. And then you meet other people on the road and stuff. And that's all I wanted to talk about. And it's it really is amazing how they affect different people in different ways. And I know they really like you more than they like me for whatever reason. Mosquitoes as well i i actually
0: I only had a couple of bites though like but it's funny a black fly bite is different, even for you guys that aren't allergic' i'm a, I'm a bit allergic to them, but uh it is different. I got a bit of my leg, and you know now it's got that sort of purpley dark Looks like you've got, you know, gangrene. <laughs> you know, I don't know if you if you get that. Hey, listen, I know it's interesting. You know, that uh, I'm not complaining. I was just reporting how dumb I felt that I thought that somehow they'd be better, you know, in the forest.
2: Hey, don't beat yourself up over that. Oh,
0: I'm over it. Don't worry. I'm just trying to. Uh,
2: but you think you have problems? You know what I've been doing <laughs> no, lately? No, I don't. <laughs> <laughs> I've been saying stuff like I've been saying stuff backwards like I'll go to say uh uh say something to Delise and get the words mixed up what is that like dis- is, is like, that early signs
0: like the, you're you're getting a dis, you're gonna become dyslexic
2: yeah like the other day I said uh, I meant to say her can you hand that to me and i said uh can, can can me that to to hand or something? <laughs> Fuck!
0: I hope we're still doing the show when both of us start to lose it because it'll just get mm-hmm. better and better.
2: Can you All meet show. that hand or something? I said to her, and she said, "What?" And I really didn't catch it. And there was two or three others, and it's become a pattern. Is that early's? You know, Howard, you went through it. Listen, up. is that uh, you know? Is that Sorry, early signs said. of dementia or something? Who are you oh, talking to?
0: I was talking to Spencer. Is it uh, early signs of dismen- of yeah. dementia?
2: Yeah, of dementia or something. I don't know. Anyway, not a big deal, but after it happens three or four times, you're going, geez, boy, I've done that in the past week or so, three or four times. Yikes. But anyway. Well,
0: listen, I'm sure it's nothing, but if it could become a regular part of the show, I would really, really appreciate that.
2: No, I know. It would be great. It would be funny. In fact, I think I did it on the show last, a couple of weeks ago. You guys caught it a bit, but I don't know.
0: Well, you know, the aging brain, Fred, you know, it's not, uh, we're not young men anymore, except for Dan, who still believes he's a young man. Mm -hmm. How was your, how was, I was going to, I wrote that down. How was opening weekend? Is this officially the opening weekend or
2: is it this weekend coming up? No, it was this weekend. It was fine. It was a lot of raking of leaves and stuff. I'm not hearing a lot of joy from you. <laughs>
0: you it wasn't know, I'm a lot not of joy. There was a lot of raking and terrible, saying things backwards.
2: Yeah, I'm more concerned with that. Yeah, it was fine. The weather was nice. Had to rake leaves for about three or four hours on Saturday, but you mm-hmm. know, once you put everything in place and then sit down and have yourself a nice beer and look up the lake, it's all worth it. Yeah, it was good. And uh Dan, you were
0: are you now officially moved in?
2: <clears throat>
0: oh, I'm back and forth, you know. Yeah.
1: So I'm not back and forth. I was up there, I, I came back in uh on Saturday, so I didn't get to spend the fire time fireside time with Fred. I didn't have, I have a fire. You didn't even have a fire? No. Nope.
2: Why? No. Nope. <laughs> I sat inside and watched some TV. That was it. You didn't take all it. all I through. did, Dan. Did you no. not come back yesterday? No, I came back. You'd already left. Yeah. You had already well, Where did, did Dan
1: go? I thought Dan moved there. No, no. I went, I went back to Lisa's uh, the night before. But there was uh, the final... Uh, the final show of the current production of the Peterborough Theater Guild was on Saturday night so I had to be there because I'm a member of the board you know it was oh, a yes, grand finale course. oh yes <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah so oh, I to gotta well, I gotta do Howard though is I gotta adapt, uh, adopt adopt um, uh, Dan's work schedule, his method of getting things done. Because <laughs> Saturday I'm out there for hours on it and every so often, I would, Dan told me he had three big jobs to do. Mm. And then every time I went to look for Dan, I couldn't find him. So then I saw the pattern. He'd work for about 20 minutes and then nap for a half an hour, 45 minutes. <laughs> then he'd come out. <laughs> seriously, then he'd come out for another 20 minutes and I'd think, oh, I gotta go ask Dan this. And nothing, he was inside. Um, but see, he's smart. I should do that too. Because when I when I'm in those situations, I've got no, to I have gotta get it done now. It's all gonna be done now. I'm not gonna stop until it's done. I, in our sixties, that's a much better method. What Dan is,
0: no, I, I agree. Uh, yeah. I don't do anything, but when I do do it, I can't stop doing it until it's done. I decided to clean out my fridge this weekend. I right. didn't know it's not a big job for men, but I thought you know it's just my fridge, my freezer. I got stuff that Dan brought back last fall down there, so I. Did it, and then I started doing it, and then I got it all out of it, and I started like wiping it down, and it was like you know I should have done it in stages along if I had just kept it clean along the way, but no anyway i 'm glad you guys are back up north, though it 's good for yeah.
2: you. You're in a situation where you constantly find yourself having to do woman's work, right? Yeah, and that can be aggravating. Right? Mm-hmm. Especially. especially. you got to get yourself a gal so that you can do those well, things. I,
0: I, I'm living with one, but they're not doing any woman's work either.
2: <laughs> That's woman's work.
0: Well, especially when it comes to taking care of myself. Hey, I've got this thing. I don't know if you guys want to hear this. This predates Dan and I. At C F N Y. It's Pete and Geats uh, did a cable ten special. And I was going to try and find some Freddie P on this, but um, it's pretty cool. Nineteen,
2: 19- you can just scroll through it.
0: Yeah, nineteen 19- yeah. I am doing that right now. Nineteen eighty six, April. Pete and Gates did a simulcast from uh, Cable 10 in Mississauga Here's a little
3: Around uh, oh, 06 degrees or so It was 4 this morning when we got up it was four, I think, when I sat down in this chair, Peter. Yes, well, you're lucky it's not an aluminum chair. I know that the kilt uh, isn't winterized. There's before. certainly no winter. <laughs> this time of the you year. You have to sit very carefully, because then if you do not, you start cuddling. Well, we have nice, uh, comfortable canvas chairs this morning. <laughs> right. And
0: so that's the great Pete and Geitz. Uh There's, here's... Thank uh, you, but well, Icorn are- Oh, here we go. And oh. for some reason, we'll have their uh, offices open till... So here's uh newsman
3: Fred Patterson with the sports coming up.
0: Freddie. Should the books
3: from CFNY
0: and on Pete is playing uh or Gates is playing bagpipes. Yep, Beth- so you're doing Throw you're the doing pipe. the show outside.
2: Yes, we did it from the uh parking lot of Rogers Cable 10. uh, uh again in Mississauga. Boy, night what is that? That's April
0: 26,
2: th- 1986. So that's 36 years ago.
0: And you would have been 37 30. years ago. <laughs> if I'm 26, you would have been just turning 30 that year. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, so there's the guy that does the news. <coughs> he uh, introduces you.
3: That are making the noise.
0: Have a listen. Okay, there's some music and I think you're coming up here in a
3: second. from the studios of Cable 10, Mississauga. A service provided it's by... It's called The Plank Spirit of Cable Breakfast. TV ...and Rogers Cable TV. Mm, it's not on, though. No. You look bad.
0: Hold on, I'm getting to it. I'm getting to it. Here we go. Sorry. Sorry.
3: There are some warnings from nuclear experts that the fire... So there's the Chernobyl news guy.
0: Nuclear plant the and you guys are wearing, uh, like, suits. and Crazy
2: costume. Crazy costume. I think we we went, and, uh, into a... Fa- I think we had the Malabar's the- and all that shit back then. Yeah. Okay. So here's Freddie. Chip
3: in overtime last night. A goal by Claude Lemieux at 5:55 of the first overtime period gave the Habs a 2-1 victory over the Hartford Whalers. Lemieux grabbed the puck at the side of the net, wheeled around in front, and backhand.
0: Here for you people watching on Facebook. Here I'll just have a I'll just give you a look at what Freddie looked like at age 29. I think everyone can. <laughs> Dan, can everyone see that? If I do yeah. that.
3: Yeah, I can A shot it. just under the crossbar. Mike Leut was helpless after a fabulous game. A great hockey game. Mike McPhee opened the scoring at 1847 of the first period with a shorthanded goal. Stayed that way until 1712 of the third. The Whalers' Dave Babbage tied the score with a wicked slap shot from just inside the blue line. See,
0: look at the, the panel. There's, the, the, there's Fred on one side, and there's old Fred. It's quite the dichotomy.
3: Patrick Waugh didn't see it. Canadians will okay. play the New York Rangers in the... Okay. All right,
2: Darren. Uh, yeah. uh, Darren like he had those on... Um, our buddy Darren, who had yeah. them on VHS tapes. And then for years was trying to find a way or somebody that would transfer them. And it's not as easy as you think, I guess, unless you go to some professional production company. But his nephew ended up doing that. And now uh, digitized, they will hmm. live forever. Yeah, it's cool. And, yeah, and and you think about that in 1986. That was such a neat thing to do because we were only on cable 10 that morning live, which was pretty cool. But just look at what we're doing right now, <laughs> you know, doing a, uh, a video morning show, yeah. basically, from our homes. When that at the time was really cutting edge. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we can actually do a morning show like on TV. (laughs) It
0: was back in the uh, the satellite truck days. Well, I suppose it still has satellite trucks, but In Montreal. Here's Fred doing. Now, here he is in another. uh, Again, you're wearing. I guess you guys went out and got these costumes because uh, here's another. Have a look at this uh, get up
3: finalists will be decided tonight. The Edmonton Oilers host the Calgary Flames in Game 7 of the Smythe Division Final, while the Maple Leafs paint... So,
0: April of 20... April 26, 1986, you hadn't quite turned 30, so you must be 29 years old.
2: Yes, that's wow. right. And... Um... It's, Darren and has made a big Saint point Lewis. of uh, my voice and how
3: advantage doesn't mean anything in a it hadn't
2: changed season. yet. <laughs> my, balls had, my balls hadn't dropped. Let's be
0: well, you know, and, and I would agree. In fact, I remember when it happened. It wasn't that long ago, actually.
2: <laughs> That's right.
0: <clears throat> we all celebrated. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and again, I never really got to know Pete because he was gone long before me. But I know your affection for him, and I can see why... You know, this was yeah. this was the wacky, cool, funny morning show. Uh-huh. You know, before we came to town.
2: Yeah, it really was because they were doing that on Chum FM first, right before Q one hundred and seven. I think had even been born. Mm. And I, who was the first morning guy at Q? Was it Ted? Might have been. I, I can't remember. But anyway, Uh yeah, eighty six was the year that I think you,
1: I know it was for me when I moved to San Francisco uh, yeah. Calgary and that's the same year for you isn't it or just were
0: you late 85 no you? I uh, I left when you left yeah just, I'm just I wow, came along man. with you I remember moving truck
2: those were uh, they were those were fun times yes they were you know just what five and a bit years out of college and Working with those guys and nah, it was lots of fun.
0: Was the uh, station on the tower at that point? Had they uh, gone 86, up? Eighty six. Yes. Eighty yes. six. Okay.
2: Yes. Yes. It would have been Howard. Yes. Oh, wow.
0: Well, um, that you look more. There's. That's only th- three years before I met you, mm-hmm. and three years later
2: you had a uh, seven-year-old and a four-year-old. Yeah, I often think of that too. Because Danny, in in that, Danny is not even a year old, I guess. Yeah, that. he would have been one. Mel would have been three or four. And I always get back to that. It's what gets you through that is just ignorance. Not really fully appreciating the magnitude of the responsibility at 20. Really? No, like absolutely. In radio at 29 with kids, it's how precarious that <laughs> career
0: can be and uh. well it was very anyway. similar when i adopted dan last fall i didn't know yeah. what i was getting myself into i it was just yeah. sheer ignorance mm. and you just go if you don't know you don't know what you're you, you don't know <laughs> you don't know when you adopt a senior
2: uh what you're gonna get because i often think well i don't often think but i've often thought um Like, how easy it was to get blown out any time in radio. Like, uh, change of directions, uh, you know, like uh, fiscal reasons, whatever. To be told at 29 with a couple of kids that, we don't need you anymore. And, you know, yeah, get a job somewhere else at another radio station. There's only a handful in Toronto at the time, but... What would become of you? You know, like, well, what? and you were you it made it, uh, Somebody like me could be forced into doing something they didn't want because I had two kids where another guy, a single guy could go anywhere in the country, sure. you know, and,
0: and also yeah. someone like you that had not started their career like Daniel right. Giebert and myself, who, you know, I'd mm-hmm. gone. So by the time I'd been in radio, the same amount of time you'd been in radio during this period, I'd already worked at four or five different places in two or three different cities. And it would have been nothing for me as a single guy to pick up and move to another town. You started your career, and by that time, you'd worked at a couple stations in the same city. If you had no job, though, would you guys have been prepared to move to, say, Montreal or some other Well, I was offered
2: a job in Montreal and turned it down at CJFM, actually.
0: Around this time?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, early. Probably before that.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Hang on. Interesting
2: <laughs> Yeah, very interesting mm-hmm. uh, And I, I I, really, I considered it Because uh, it was more money But I don't know, in the end I just, they decided to match the money And keep me there Not a, that it was a ton of money at the time But, you know, it was, was always, was, always was, easier to stay put
0: What's that, Danny?
1: I was just going to say That's a fork in the road time For uh, Fred's career right there Well, he
2: mm-hmm. would
0: have been And the weird thing is If he had gone to CJFM he might have ended up working with Lumbee because that's where Lumbee went. Fred right. could have been Ted. Ted Bird was the guy that did work with Jeff. And then I could be—I could have worked with Ted Bird. It would have been Humble and Ted. That would have been weird. <laughs>
2: Humble and Ted. Uh, you know, Howard, you bring that up. Uh, um, and again, I, uh, I'm pretty sure the timeline, I turned the do- job down and then ted was offered and he took Mm -hmm. it that's what happened
0: well there's been many of those situations including the probably the biggest one for me is uh before i left calgary which would have been around the same time dan and i left in uh 86 Mm -hmm. i was flown to toronto and i did the morning show at chum fm for a couple of days under a different name and uh I basically I knew I wasn't going to take the gig. I just thought it would be fun to come out of Toronto at their sure. expense. But that was the that was prior to Roger Ricker, Maryland. And if I had shown, I'm not saying I could have had the job. They they were they offered me a chance to come out and sort of audition for it. But I just know myself. It wasn't like I was going for it. And had right. I shown that kind of I really really want this. What can I do to make it happen? Kind of energy. Who knows? You know, it could have yeah. been. Uh, Humble, Rick and Marilyn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought quickly yeah. would have been humble and Marilyn, yeah. but uh,
2: <laughs> the yeah. So I was offered that job at CJFM. I forget whatever. And then another time, there was a, a a newspaper guy was a sportscaster was at Q and he left. And then Gary Slate called me up and interviewed me to be the sportscaster at at um, at uh, Q Q. And that didn't go. I didn't get a very good vibe. And anyway, so I turned that. down. Mm, foreshadowing. And then, and then in that in '93, remember they offered us. Uh, we were offered yep. to go to Q. Yeah. And end up staying at CFNY again. Yep. I know. And so staying ultimately was the right thing to do. And then for some crazy reason, in 2003, we decided to go. And, and how'd that
0: turn out And the great thing about that is You know You're completely over it 30 fucking years later <laughs> Jesus man Can I give you the number Of my therapist Because I really think You need to work on that Oh yeah uh,
2: yeah, yeah. yeah yeah,
0: yeah. Seriously yeah. It was 2003 Anytime it comes up He gets PTSD Like he's been to fucking NOM
2: Well what's that <laughs> saying The devil you know Yeah Well
0: whatever <laughs> yes. What's the yeah, saying Yeah whatever <laughs> What's the saying Get over it Oh it's like You didn't You didn't go to You didn't You weren't, you weren't in Afghanistan You just went to No say, I know We just went to St. Clair and Young. (laughs) (laughs) I know you like that. uh, Anyway, I'm I'm looking at the screen. If you uh, people on Facebook or anyone wants this, I'm going to take. I'll just just link it to our Facebook. I'm going to. This is what I'm doing. I'm going to take a little cut and paste. I'm going to go over to Facebook. I'm going to put this over on the thing and everyone can watch it at their own uh, leisure. Oh, and Mike says, fun, fun fact, the news guy was Mike Stafford. Yeah, I know, Mike. I was, too. Uh, Toronto Mike is saying, uh, oh, fun fact, the uh, news guy on that. I'm quite aware I was ignoring it for
2: a reason. <laughs> oh, by the way, can I address something? <laughs> Please. In that regard, the news guy was Mike Stafford, who's uh, fallen on tough times lately. Um, uh, that's here and there. Um but last week, he was in with Toronto Mike doing a, an interview, mm-hmm. an in-depth, a deep dive, a real talk with Mike Boone.
0: Yes, Mike, Toronto Mike. And during
2: Mike. that, Mike's, you know, again, fallen on some tough times. And Mike Boone said to Mike Stafford, why don't you do a podcast? And he said something to the effect that, um, oh, yeah, yeah. oh, I'm late to the game. Or whatever, and then Boone, Mister Optimistic Boone, said, "Yeah, but you have a brand. Look at Humble and Fred. Look what they did with their brand and the success they've had with their podcast." And then Stafford says, "Yeah, but they had startup money." And I looked at the speaker, and I startup money. What the fuck does that mean? And Boone goes, "Oh, I hadn't heard of that startup. What money? What do you mean? Well, well, you know, they had startup money." And then uh, Boone says something, what, like a billionaire gave them money or something? He goes, well, well, you know, not saying, oh. And they moved on. And that really, really uh, annoyed me because nothing could be further than the truth. Startup money.
0: And, and Toronto Mike would know. I mean, remember, no, Boone. Toronto Mike would know that because uh, he was around us when we had the startup. And, uh, yeah, we had startup money. You and I put in $1,500 each to start
2: That's up. right. And then, so I don't know if he was alluding to like Gary Slate gave us a bunch of startup money. No, he became a sponsor a few months later, like any other sponsor, because he had this magazine that you know Canadian. What was it? Music Week magazine or yeah, something. Yeah, something. And he wanted to advertise it, so we did. So that that was. But you know, and I don't even think it was a full tilt sponsorship. But he paid us once a month. Like any other sponsor would, but what bothered me about that it was like, you know, it was like uh, taking away from our accomplishments of, of sitting there and saying, okay, we're gonna, you know, we're gonna do this every day, and we're just gonna keep doing it until it turns into something. And we didn't cash a check, Howard. I don't think till March or April.
0: Yeah, until the spring. But I just from wanna, October you know, to yeah. But let me just address it because I remember having this conversation with uh, a couple people because I was going to be in charge of sales. And, you know, I'm not saying I made that sale, but I know how that sale got made. Sure. And when we started in October of 2011, we had zero sponsors. In fact, our first, you know, I would call it trade Mm -hmm. was iTex. To their credit, that was the first person that said, yes, I'll give you something. And it was just some barter dollars. And it wasn't very much. No, but it did help us furnish the office, I think, and get some, st- whatever it was, it was actually the first time we were able to say, hey, it's the Humble and Fred show brought to you by somebody. That was October. Gary Slate's initial sponsorship, by the way, you're not completely right. It wasn't the magazine. The magazine came later. It was okay. Slate Music, I think. Okay. Whatever it right was, mm-hmm. that sponsorship came for a couple of reasons. Number one was... um Bill Hertz, who was Gary's one of his dearest friends, and Bill came to help us, but there was nobody giving us anything to start it up, other than the <laughs> fifteen hundred that we put in each to buy. I guess we, that's what we bought our initial board with, and a couple of microphones, yeah. and
2: yeah, yeah, we had no startup money, and it just it just bugged me because i know how that world works too it's like oh humble and fred are doing a podcast yeah how long will that last a podcast oh and yeah then you survive for months and then uh, word gets around that you're doing okay well uh, must have been startup money i mean there's got to be some reason that that's yeah. surviving can't be them but uh yeah bug me annoyed me because that guy mike had you know in the early stages had taken some shots at us and podcasting and and then, to Mike Boone's credit, several times during that uh, interview with Stafford last week, he offered to let Stafford come in and have access to all of his <laughs> equipment, and Mike didn't take him up on it, which I thought is another example of uh, you know a radio guy that doesn't want to do the grunt work. So,
0: and, and to Toronto Mike's credit, I know he got a lot of great feedback, and I'm not sure. Are you aware of this story, Dan, that Toronto Mike interviewed Mike Stafford. No, I didn't know that until just now. So, and and apparently, uh, Mike Stafford has fallen on some tough times. You know, he's in his early 60s, same age as me, I think. And basically, he's asking people to give him money. Now, I don't know what the tough times are. I don't think it's an illness. It's something about he can't access his pension. But, you know, He's still got a great voice. He's a very, very good broadcaster, Mike Stafford. You I mean, he could produce something on his own, you know, go out and get a couple of sponsors because a lot of people would remember him.
2: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm.
0: But I, I, I just thought it was odd. And again, taking nothing away from the empathy and humanity, if you will, that Toronto Mike has shown and, and getting, a, again, lots of great feedback and deservedly so. So let me just clear that up. It just seemed to me a bit curious that, you know, this guy doesn't have access to any funds, nor does he seem to want to get a job, whether that job's in radio or doing other things, like a lot of Canadian, you know, entertainers that have to do other things on the side and asking people just to give them money. Just seems a bit curious. And he's married, I guess maybe his wife can't work either, but anyhow, there's that
1: story. Maybe it's a kind of a fear of failure idea. Maybe he's had a a, a dislike for the concept of podcasting for a long time. Sure. And maybe maybe it would have to, he'd have to get past that, his own kind of Yeah.
2: Well, he has some physical issues too, but I don't know. I haven't uh, been in contact, so uh, I wouldn't know. Well, podcast is mostly about
1: content, not about investment these days, especially. Yes, yeah. it's a good you point. To, you wouldn't
0: even need $1,500 to get something up and running. At this
1: well, point. No, no yeah.
2: that that's the irony. It's actually cheaper now than it was 10 years ago. It's, it, and it's,
0: it would be it completely is. free. Mike, you know, Mike's done this for several people, uh, Peter Gross and Mark Hebscher, who just retired. From his once a week job, and uh, and uh, he's done it for a lot of people, as we did in the early days. You know, we we offered the studio, and, and many people used it for free. And I think Dan's got a good point. It's a fear of failure, and when 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 somebody when I hear somebody said, "Well, I'm a little late to the game," no, you're not. Start a podcast today. If people mm-hmm. people will find you if it's interesting and if it's about something they care about.
2: Yeah, see where it goes. And uh, there is quite an affection for him within a certain segment. You know, that talk radio community. He might be pleasantly surprised with the people that would say, yeah, Mike, rather than just give you money, do that podcast, and I will sponsor the vehicle. Absolutely. I think, you know, it would
0: have actually probably if he had come on and said, listen, I'm going to do this podcast. I need some money. You know, would you support me? Mm -hmm. Because taking, again, taking nothing away from Mike Stafford's ability and his talent, because he's got both. And, and one of the great, you know, was a great, much like uh, our buddy, Andrew Crystal was just great at the talk radio thing. The podcasting is a bit different because you have to be a bit more willing to maybe share some personal stuff. I think to make it compelling
2: and Mike and he nailed it Mike Stafford during his interview with Mike Boone when he said well twofold nobody's gonna hire a guy in their 60s now to do radio they're just not well there was three things that he said me because I went through it too he lost his job and he lost his job because of something he said on the air a couple of times missteps on the air pretty severe oh, no one was on the air and then one was interoffice office memo where <laughs> okay it, it was some racist stuff it, mm. it, it was so but he lost his job so number one he gets fired and his family saying well mike you're mike stafford you can you'll just get another job assuming you'll just get another job and you make the same money well it doesn't work that way number mm-hmm. one yeah Right. Number two, he said, you know, he's sort of nobody's going to touch him now because he's 60 and nobody's going to touch him because of he's been tarnished or there's a bit of a stink on him because of why he was fired. So for those three reasons, um, it's time to pursue something that uh, he's in charge of. Right. Like he's in control of. And listen, I think we're taking I think we're being
0: fair. Taking the high road. I mean, even though, you know, there's legendary stories about him basically firing you as his best man at, at his wedding. I mean, that's 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 been documented. There's also, of course, you know, we've talked about this on the podcast over the nearly 12 years. He, he actually hoped, Dan, that I would die in a dumpster fire. Like literally his hope for me, like his wish for me, like prayed to baby Jesus. Like one day he sat down by his bed and he puts his hands up like in a little fold. And he said, dear baby Jesus, could Howard Glassman please die in a dumpster fire? <laughs> and thankfully, baby Jesus was busy with a football game or a, I don't know, something. But it didn't happen, Dan. But that was his wish for me. It was like I got a card in the mail. Dear Howard, <laughs> would you die in a, a dumpster fire? All the best, Mike Stafford. But see, we're not dwelling on those things. <laughs> not at we're all. We're trying to offer. I'm, s-
1: I'm not sensing dwelling. It's
0: like I got. It's <laughs> like I got a knock on the door one day, and there was like a one of those like candy grams. And it was a guy going, "Mike Stafford wants you to die in a dumpster fire.
2: Here's some chocolates." <laughs> <laughs> but um, we don't dwell on those things. Another example of uh, social media in the early state, like you, you you know that was tweeted or whatever you know what i mean and you saw it there was a day for him to say that to you had to say it to your face which you probably wouldn't and that's blanket statement most people are like that the social media and then the social media got him in trouble uh for the first time with a racist tweet and um you know and then a, a different form of social media an inner office chat got him in trouble you know or before you would be face to face just talking to each other it's uh one other thing he said during the, <laughs> the whole thing <laughs> oh yeah he said that all and i just gotta listen i had so much fun with mike stafford through the 80s i'm telling you we did we had so much fun
0: he wanted you well, to be his best man of course at the
2: radio station and, and pre- listen doll and i got married in 1980 and rented an apartment and he rented the apartment right above us it was almost like like uh, a sitcom or something mm. and no we had a lot of fun so Socially and, uh, and professionally, uh, we did. Um, but he made the point that Freddie used to put fake stories in my newscast, which I did. Can you imagine that now? So I'd write a fake story and just shove it in the newscast. And then all of a sudden, he'd be doing his news and then go to that story. And you know what it's like. It almost becomes unconscious. You just start reading the words that are sure. in front of you, right? And then halfway through it, realize that this is bullshit. <laughs> I did that to him, but he didn't. He also, he didn't make the point that he did it to me, too. In fact, he may have started it.
0: Well, isn't that a scene? We're not, and and we're, we're dwelling on some of the good things. Right. You know, we're not dwelling on the fact that he fired you as his best man and never, ever congratulated you on this venture. All he did was take no. shots at us, but we're not dwelling on that.
2: He was at my wedding. So is Ian Hutchinson, by the way, the the golf writer. He was at our wedding too. By the way, Howard, I forgot to, to tell you that. Yeah,
0: his What's thing it? is today. His thing is today. By the way,
2: oh, is it really where? Um,
0: well, it's up uh, in uh, up Highway Nine mm-hmm. at a golf course yeah. called uh, Woodington Lakes between one and four. Oh, and what? What are they gonna? Ha- what are they going to serve? I don't know. <laughs> Was that going to be your question?
3: It's <laughs> going to be a buffet. No, is That's the body the lying in state?
2: That is
0: such a, you know what? That's such a Patterson thing. Um, okay, well, what, what are they going to have? they got going to have some food.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Those little quarter sandwiches? Yeah, man. I won't be there because I'm uh, otherwise playing a golf tournament. Mm. No, what? what is it? Just a celebration of life thing? Yes. Oh, okay. A
0: celebration of life. <laughs>
2: Anyway, Ian Hutchinson, I got to, uh, to college with, and he right. was a golf writer, uh, uh, quite renowned, and uh, died a couple of weeks ago.
0: And a very nice man, you know. Mm-hmm. And, and I really didn't have um, mm-hmm. much correspondence with him, although I did get a nice note from him one day that said, Hey, Howard, here's hoping you don't die in a dumpster fire. And I thought, you know mm-hmm. what, Ian? You didn't have to say right.
2: that. The, and, again, just... <sighs> wrap this up or whatever
0: yeah we should wrap the, it up because we have a tough,
2: show the tough times that mike has fallen on i would love to be in a position that i could be there for him because again he was like a, i'm gonna say a little brother a younger brother to me through the 80s but when i was doing my blog i wrote a story one day there was a and i got it on good authority that um uh, bell and uh rogers were going to flip am signals because uh tsn 1050 need that's a shitty signal so they were going to somehow end up with 640 which is a good signal so i wrote the article about it and i said you know chorus is thinking about it because they're throwing good money after bad at this radio station anyway he took offense to that on whatever reason because even in the body of that i said you know somebody like stafford podcasting had started you know give him a podcast let him run that end of the the new business so to speak the new platform
0: mm-hmm.
2: it was very complimentary I
0: thought, mm, i'm sure you know? it was yeah
2: but anyway he freaked out and that's why i was i think that's why i was fired as best man and then he there was a horrible tweet about me tweeted out over the sphere, and mm. broke my heart so uh yeah it's it's sad how things happen and it is transpire
0: oh. did he um hope that your body would be engulfed in flames After being thrown in a dumpster?
2: No, I'm not you. I might be a prick, but I'm not you. Yeah, seriously. Like, think
0: about it. Your body's in a dumpster It's closed You can't get out The flames are licking oh. at it. The dumpster's cl- You know, they, they lock these dumpsters <laughs> Believe me, I know Because I go dumpster As Dan will tell mm-hmm. you Sometimes I go to, over to the Mandarin <laughs> To put my garbage when I have yeah. too much uh, Dan Duran, will you come back and do the news? Will you please? Yeah, I've got today? some news uh, Oh, that's to go good here, yeah, so, uh, we'll Deal with that then na, 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 na. That's really funny I'm not <laughs> a prick, but I'm not dumpster time D- Dumpster fire prick <laughs> (laughs) I don't even know what the fuck I... What did I do? Well, I was just being... I don't know. What uh, did you do? You know what? Just being me. Just being me. Um, Why don't you get us started, and uh, then we'll uh, say hi to our new sponsors here.
2: Well, uh, let's look at Bodog... No Canadian teams left in the playoffs. Unfortunately, Mm. the Edmonton Oilers eliminated last night 5 2 by the Las Vegas or the Vegas Golden Knights. And look at this, ladies and gentlemen. Game seven tonight between Seattle and Dallas, okay? If Seattle wins that game, Game 7, it will be Seattle and Vegas in the Western Conference Championship. uh, It's been 20 years since the Toronto Maple Leafs were in a conference championship. But Seattle, their second year of existence. Yeah, I was going to say. And Vegas has only been around for four or five years. So that's amazing. And it's been over 20 years since the Maple Leafs have been in a conference and, and excuse
0: my ignorance was Vegas a new franchise or yes mm-hmm. was it really so from yeah. from new franchise mm-hmm. to conference excuse me
2: to conference final well they went they were in the Stanley Cup final their very first year
0: oh okay well that's ridiculous I found that
2: embarrassing for the league well but it is embarrassing don't. Uh, Anyway, uh, tonight, uh, Dallas favored at home minus 210 to win that game. The over-under is six. It's uh, plus 175 on uh, Seattle. A game seven always fun to watch. Whether you're a sports better, a horse racing fan, a poker, or casino player, Bodog, your number one source of online gambling entertainment. From their industry leading odds, world class sports book and feature rich poker room to their fully loaded casino and race book, they've been providing Canadian players with an unparalleled gaming experience since nineteen ninety
0: four. Bodog. You know, you talk about when we first got sponsors. It's one thing and, and you know, this whatever success we've had is due. In a large part to the people that have supported us And nothing is uh, cooler than when you get a sponsor But I think somehow When a sponsor takes a break and then comes back Mm -hmm. And we're really, really happy to be Part of the Palma Pasta family again Uh, Met with uh, Anthony Petrucci a couple weeks ago And at his request, by the way He's really a big fan of the show And wants to support us and we'd like you to support them. We've been telling you about Palma Pasta for years. And if you haven't experienced it, you've really got to. If you have, you know what I'm talking about. 38 years of delivering quality Italian food from fresh pasta to sauces and prepared take-home entrees. Just heat and eat. You know, I've got uh, a couple of lasagnas. Uh, I've had a couple of lasagnas the last couple weeks. It really is something else. Mama Palma's recipes, nothing but the finest ingredients, sourced from Italy, using Italian cheese to flour, Italian tomatoes. And there's four locations, one in Oakville, three in Mississauga, featuring, of course, the signature store, Palma's Kitchen. The last time I think you and I were there was December. We were there supporting Toronto Mike and another friend of Toronto Mike's get-together. And the the cool thing about going to Palma's kitchen I don't you haven't been there since then right since December No no e- every time I go it's almost like it's expanding there's more food it's becoming more and more of a full service grocery store check it out yourself if you can't make it order online it's great for corporate events, large or small. Palma Pasta delivers in the GTA. Simply d- delicious Italian traditional food. Find out more at palmapasta.com. You know, the uh, world's oldest dog just celebrated a birthday. What? Um, I, I was going to say this to Dan because, uh, of course, uh, Clifford R.I.P., But I I didn't realize dogs could live this long. What do you think the age of the world's oldest dog is? Mm, 25, maybe. He's 31 years old. He's a Portuguese pooch uh, named Bubby. uh, He lives in Portugal. And uh, I'm trying to think what kind of dog is it? It's a, a Portuguese... Rafaelo de Alientejo. and uh, he looks—he's a good—he's a little buddy. The world's oldest cat, named Flossie, <laughs> is uh, twenty-seven. Hmm. But Bobby is uh, lived to thirty-one years old, and they had a party for him with all his buddies. He still looks pretty good, man. Want to see what he looks like? Sure Here have a look at this Look at him He's still hanging out Look at him He's Doesn't look that bad
2: I wonder How do you explain that? Maybe it's the breed I don't know It was a sad moment At the Tin Palace uh, This week When I was I was there Dan hadn't arrived yet And then Mm. his car pulls up And immediately Clifford would have got out of the car and came right over to my place to say hi and get his little scratch of the head and his kiss on the nose. But he wasn't there. And then the neighbor's dog comes up who loves Clifford. Clifford sort of ruled the roost. The, old, the oldest dog, right? So, Sure. He didn't really play with other dogs, but other dogs just loved Clifford and, they arrived with their dog and it was screaming and crying and couldn't wait to get out of the car so we could go and see Clifford. And it uh-huh. jumps out of the car and it runs over to Dan's trailer and looking for looking for Clifford, then goes around the trailer and around the trailer again and then up to the door and looking for Cliff and Cliff wasn't there. End of an era, my friend The Clifford mm-hmm. The
0: Clifford Gebert era Yeah To so finish cool. this off You asked me how. He, why does this dog Live to 31 According to his owner mm-hmm. He attributes His dog's longevity In part To the calm Peaceful environment Where he lives Which is bad news For Stan
2: I was gonna say Stan should've been
0: Dead
1: long ago <laughs> I, uh, I, I
0: just did the <clears throat> joke Okay hey, I did the joke <laughs> <Hey>. <laughs> My boy, he um he had a pretty good weekend. I took him out yesterday. We were hanging out in the park all afternoon and Stan has always been very sort of shy, pretty docile with other dogs. He loved Clifford. Clifford was one of his buddies. He used to love playing with Clifford. <clears throat> My daughter's dog, uh, the famous uh, Booby Billy, loves playing with Billy, but lately I've really noticed um with other dogs including Billy. He's not interested In fact He's getting a little bit Like this happened again yesterday in the park He went up to another dog And there was no provocation mm-hmm. And and Stan got sort of Territorial If you will mm-hmm. And sort of snap growled at it Like he didn't bite him But he was kind of like You know that kind of Aggressive behavior that I didn't It's not been It's not been part of his Makeup Mm-hmm Right. And I guess, is that just getting old and sore and aggravated?
2: Yeah. You know.
0: I mean, it's got to be something like that. Sure. How old is he now, did you say? He's uh, 11 and a bit.
2: Well, he's pushing 80. Can't be bothered.
0: Yeah. But it's behavior I didn't... It's not been part of his behavior as a puppy. Um, you mentioned uh, hockey. Uh, we haven't done a show since the uh, Leafs were eliminated. Uh, I think I can't remember if I talked to you or not. It was good. I enjoyed it over time. All that stuff. The last couple of games, it's too bad. They didn't bring maybe that kind of intensity. I thought they played a nice game. The uh, game five was a pretty good game. The last period was excellent. The fact that they came back and tied it up, I thought was was uh, which game. The, the last game? The last game Oh, okay Yeah, they. I thought they played nicely Really? They had a pretty, uh, yeah, I did, actually I thought they had a good game And I thought, uh, you know, just leaf luck That goal didn't count Because it looked to a lot of people like it did You didn't think they had a good game the last game? I, I don't... No wh- Why? Why is that?
2: Howard they pay four guys $40 million, half their salary I, I cap, to score goals. They scored 14 goals over the last seven games, not more than two goals in a game. That's what the team's about. It was horrific. One in five at home. So it's game five, sure, and they played a great... They should have won that game. They had no business losing that series. So, no, I can't say they... Was, well, was, I'm it, sorry you can't, but I mean
0: you can't. You can, that you, if you look at that game in isolation, it was a pretty good game.
2: Yeah, I, I, I yeah, you know what? It, it, yeah, it's on me because I, I can't get over
0: all the points you're making are, I guess, mm-hmm. good ones, but I don't have that baggage. I just watched right. how they played, and you know, I wasn't the only one that thought you know that kind of intensity, that desperation. Whatever that was, that was a different flavor to the team. And well, you know, but yeah. for that goal that didn't maybe it could have I didn't think it I didn't think it was as controversial. I just thought it was just a bit of a shame.
2: I didn't care about that goal because it should never come to that. And even the overtime goal by uh whatever his name was, uh it looked at the um the uh uh, Florida guy, a uh, uh, guy was grabbing the stick of the yeah. leaf defenseman. I, I don't care about that. I care about fourteen goals over the last seven games. No, and you're right. It's ridiculous. It's like you know Vegas scored five goals uh, last night. Seattle's Seattle scored six goals the night before. Like okay well
0: then we shouldn't talk about it because if, it's, if you can 't okay, all of those things being true, they sucked for a lot of that series, but they still had they, that, that game they played, I thought was the kind of game they needed to play for five games that 's all i 'm saying
2: but they again, game five at home, the desperation what did they fall behind two nothing was it yes or, well that's, that's not a good game. Mm. You know, you look at Mitch Marner, you know, from games three on in all the series over the past five years, I guess. Yes. I'm going to give you two more statistics. All right.
0: All right. Go ahead.
2: Mitch Marner from game three on in all the series over the past five, six years since this drought or this embarrassment began has one goal in 32 games. Oh, man. But he's the guy you know and through his dad demanded the 10 and 11 million dollars that's great you demanded it now we demand you deliver and he and he didn't and did you know of the last since 2019 20 21 22 23 in the games the leafs have been eliminated the actual game where they were ousted from the playoffs you know how many goals they've scored five Five goals. So, what do you think is going to
0: happen goals. now? Okay, now that you've won this, what do you think is going to happen?
2: Oh, I don't know. I, I, I You know. So, and,
0: was was there to you anything about that game that was encouraging?
2: No. Okay. Because they fell behind at home. They were in those lulls again. Um. How how was the? the, the uh, I don't think. Didn't we score first? No, they.
0: No, they not Oh, no, that's right. Because I, I know now. Here's the thing. I missed. I think I, they were up 2-0. No, no, because here's yeah. why. Here's, I didn't start watching the game till after we had dinner. So I was out for dinner with one of my kids. And when we came home, it was 2-0. So I missed the worst. So there you go. I missed the worst part of the game. The other parts of the game, the extra th- the three periods after mm-hmm. that, including overtime, they played like it. Well, obviously, they played with some desperation. And uh, the, the young kid, but couldn't score. And the young kid's good. The goaltender's pretty good. Yeah. Um, I listen, I feel your pain and desperation. I mean, your disappointment.
2: Listen, if this was year two of this, what we've been through, great. But this was year seven. And then they win the first series, which I think they were sort of outplayed over those six games. But they got through. Great. Good. Sure. do that. And then to be matched up against a team that finished 19 points behind you in the playoffs, when you go down man for man, they just wanted it more. Yeah. Oh, no, they definitely did. And I, I don't know, you know, and there's something to be said for Kyle Dubas. Everybody wants him to be fired, the GM. I don't know what what, what more he could have done, because they said the Leafs, they needed some more grit for the playoffs. He went out and got it at the trade deadline. He uh, didn't
0: made he some tra- good moves. He, he traded uh? for who? Lafferty and... Uh...
2: Lafferty, Chira, and, um, and Ryan O'Reilly. Yeah. Like he pulls that trade off. It's like, wow.
0: Yeah, don't get me wrong. I understand that they should have won at least more than one game. And uh, I, you know, I, But from what I saw, the second, third, and whatever over, overtime period, I thought they played well.
2: Yeah, that's like uh, I can't even come up with the analogy. It's, and you're right. I mean, you can you can, uh, you can sort of look at it. What's the word?
0: Isolation. I look at it in, in just a singular, did I enjoy that game? Yes. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed them coming back and almost winning.
2: All I know is we often use the, you know, if I'm in the boardroom today, if I'm at yeah. a board meeting, I'm looking at Dubas and I'm looking at Shanahan as, as, and say, why why couldn't this team score goals? We're paying these guys to score goals. So why do you think that is? Why is that? They have four guys that are, well, suppose they're,
0: as you keep saying, I was going to say harping on, but you keep talking about that they're half the salary. Yeah. And the Leafs agree to that. And whether... Right. And whether you think those kids should get it or not, they did. They're not kids anymore. No, whatever those guys. Yeah. and um, well, they're kids to us,
2: right? So but I wh- mean, as far why? as no, pro hockey players go, they're seven years. Six, yeah, yeah. Six years,
0: so why is it that they yeah. can't score goals and other teams can?
2: Well, there's this thing. You've the word intangible, and I think I think the four of them are just too much of the same there's there's just not they it's not within them that desperation that we have to do this now they just don't can't Yeah, they're seem not to
0: gritty as uh, our boy uh, Caprio said. They're not they're not gritty no. players. No, they're no, too there's, willing. There's no yeah. one to chuck on the, our team.
2: No, and it's fine you can have a couple of guys like that but when your whole core is like that like John Tavares it's like you know he's put up some pretty good regular season numbers since he's been here, but same thing in the playoffs. It's like, where is he? You just how is Matthews' like
0: numbers little, in this playoffs? He
2: you got know, he got no goals in the series. I don't think he got he scored a goal in the series.
0: But he scored he, a couple in Tampa Bay, right? Yeah, yeah.
2: But you need more. Yeah. So why like, is it he's so, going to ask for fourteen million dollars next week or whenever his contract thing comes? And up. what's he making now? Twelve or something. Okay. But it's funny. Is it interesting or is
0: it funny? Hang on. It's um curious that in every game they played against this team, they never scored more than two goals, right? No.
2: Well, the last two games of the Tampa series, they only scored two goals in each and this game. is a team during the regular season would average what goals a game? Don't even know. Not
0: more than two would be the answer. Yes, I would think, yes. So when you go back to... Uh, that the word intangible You know I still don't see like they, they seem to have scoring opportunities They seem to have a lot of scoring opportunities On uh, Friday night What did that get them Well that's what I mean Like, mm-hmm. it, I, And I don't listen I don't profess to watch the team Anywhere near as much as you do But I have watched enough hockey in my life To know that Why aren't, the, why aren't those opportunities Which they had plenty of they had 50 shots on net, Fred. How come none of those go in?
2: Don't know, Howard. L- like when you say and a lot of those are from the perimeter too. No, like but there was opportunity... The okay, yeah. but still, yeah. No, when you that, said 50, that can be it, deceived.
0: Yes, it can. Except, yeah. you know, you team's normally score uh, have a uh, 28 to 30 ish mm-hmm. shots a game. But, right. but 50 tells you that they were buzzing around that net. It wasn't like a, a lackluster effort. And I'm getting to the sort of leaf luck thing. Okay. How is it possible? Forget that they were perimeter shots or not. Some of those shots go in. Sometimes shots go in. It's Even those one with the controversial, was it a goal, was it not a goal? That could have been a goal. Could have been. But there's something about the team like those those things just don't happen they don't seem to garner any momentum
2: and you know they got a and the, ironically what got them through the Tampa series was a couple of those bounces went in yeah exactly they could have easily lost that series as well sure I mean all I Here's the thing about intangible. So you look at the Seattle Kraken, second year of existence. The NHL, in their wisdom, has decided that if we have an expansion team and we charge $600 million for the team, we've got to come up with a system that these teams start competitively. Right. So then all the other teams me, in yeah. the league get a protection list and all that. Right. And it's pretty juicy what's left over, right? Right.
0: So you get so whoever, to, you be able to you're able to stalk your team.
2: So look at Seattle, what they did. Whoever put that I forget the GM. I think he was in Pittsburgh. He's out there now or whatever his name is. Oh no, no, it's Ron Francis actually. Although he was in Pittsburgh once um, Wasn't Ron Francis with New York as well? Uh, uh uh Carolina. Okay. In Hartford and he actually played for the Leafs too, but another one of those guys that You know, after he was done and finished, yeah, he came became elite. (laughs) Um,
0: Sorry,
2: it's where
0: hockey players go to retire and die.
2: All I'm saying is, so they put that team together, and it's pretty juicy what they have to pick from. But there had to be some shrewd, intangible thinking because this team, in its second year of existence, is in Game Seven tonight to go to the Western Conference Final. So it's not all, you know, it's not all flash and. In skill, when you get to the playoffs, obviously, mm-hmm. you know Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl are out now. <laughs> anyway, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know what they do. I, I do not know what they. Well, do. listen, man, I feel your pain, uh, and it's it's uh,
0: got to be aggravating, and uh, I can imagine how you get tired of excuses and. And then, of course, you see other
2: teams doing well. It's got to be a drag, man. I heard, I forget who it was. Maybe it was Jeff O'Neill and TSN. One of them said, like you, okay, 50 shots and they had the chances, hit the post, goal called back. Even one year from now, will we remember any of that? What will we remember? That they lost. They lost in five games. That's right. A year from now. Yeah, they lost in five games before. Yeah, but remember that one that hit the post and that one? No, I know. That will be long forgotten. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, all that matters is, is the W. The W. Yeah,
0: and that's why I say it was a good game because they had 50 shots and they had lots of chances and they came close and they had a goal post or two and a thing callback. In isolation, again, remember, mm-hmm. I missed Seventeen or whatever minutes mm-hmm. of the first period, having a delicious uh, sushi meal. So I, from mm. what I what I got to see, was pretty good. But I don't have the uh, PTSD or whatever you have from. Uh, <laughs> y- well, no, and <laughs> right. and and, and dude, true. but I don't I don't begrudge you it. I don't begrudge no. the fact that the team that you cheer for continually disappoints you.
2: And remember, you you mentioned that game in Game Five, okay? But the problem is, they lost three before. Y- yes, as well, yeah,
0: they were they were. It was ridiculous. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, would it be better for you? Let me ask you this: Would you rather the team play great and the other team play great and then lose in Game Seven? All right, and I'm going to tell you why I say that. Like, would that be better for you to see them play great and they score a lot of goals and yet get to game seven and a thing happens and they go to overtime and and they lose? Is that better than this?
2: Uh, I don't. Here's the here's the way I look at it. They should beat the Florida Panthers. Now, I will allow this. The Florida Panthers got hot at the right time. Surely they did. So, if it was a tough seven game series and the Leafs had, a, you know, a, a, maybe two or three games with more than two goals?
0: Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm I might look about. back and All say, right. yeah,
2: that was a l- tough series. Florida got hot at the right time. It was a great battle. I okay. can't say any of that. I'll tell you why I bring that up, uh, and I'm
0: going to segue to my uh, qualifier. Another great sporting event Um, Yes And then we've got some people Have sent us some nice emails We'll get to that But first let me tell you about Arcadec Arcadec Outdoor living The largest and oldest Outdoor living builder In North America Lots of locations Stacy and Craig Are the Keats Who own uh, One of these locations In the GTA They're general contractors, Friedrich, that specialize in outdoor projects only. That structures like porches, patios, outdoor kitchens, pool houses, hardscapes and decks. They build a lot of decks. And they know this is not, you know, these projects can be stressful. For homeowners, just understand that they design and build beautiful outdoor living spaces for homeowners and they're very good at it. They are uh, full service, they take care of the client. It's a collaboration, but you can just be rest assured that when you give your project over to Archidec, it is going to get done right. I've talked to you already about some of the guarantees. They are experts great service professional integrity and a reasonable price lots more to talk about craig's going to join us again tomorrow we're going to talk about how quickly they can get you on their list and at least get a consultation architect.com that's a-r-c-h-a-d-e-c-k.com friedrich
2: right um Just before I get to the Sherpa, one last thing I want to say is so you're going to have Florida and Carolina in the conference final. Um, Listen. The Florida and Carolina in the Eastern Conference Final. Both of those markets, the fans you see in the building are pretty yes. much their fan base, I know. and that's why I feel so bad for Toronto fans. No, the yeah. millions of people in the Maple Leaf Square and everything hanging on it. Like it's like what they used fans. to say about uh,
0: they used to say that about Chicago—that the amount of Chicago fans were the ones in the building.
2: Yeah. <laughs> All so right. now... F- Now, Florida and California get to enjoy that Eastern Conference final. And you'll go in bars around those areas and they'll have basketball games on instead of the hockey games on. It is sad for the fans, uh, but uh, this guy is not sad. He's uh, the. Can we can home. we
0: get back to the Sherpa? Are you. He's the Sherpa. Are you really sherpa. done? <laughs> I don't. I don't think you're done.
2: The, oh, the fans, the, the fans. fans.
0: Yeah. I know you. For you, it's all about the fans. Yeah. God
2: damn. It. Uh, Tim Niblett, he's a uh, portfolio manager. Raymond James, a member of the Canadian Investors Protection mm-hmm. Fund. Uh, Timmy will be by on Wednesday with more wisdom. Listen, if you have a portfolio, okay. Uh, <laughs> You've been thinking, "Hey, maybe it's not performing the way it should. I just don't feel right about this guy." My guy that I have now, Tim, will have a look. He'll give you an opinion, a second opinion, and uh, you know, he'll, he could tell you you're right on track and mm. that's the end of it. Or he could uh, point out some things you should be concerned about and you can come over to the Sherpa side. Yes, you can. Uh, retirement sherpa, retirement sherpa uh .ca is where to find
3: in the clubhouse
0: now uh, listen man listen man I got something that's gonna cheer you up but I'm not gonna tell you what it is right now I'm just gonna it's just something okay okay just know it. just know if some good things are coming for you what did you say I said beauties did you yeah. Oh, I think you'll think it's beauties, my friend. So, yeah, good beauties. so, um, the reason I asked you that question about, would you like to get, uh, would you like to lose in a close match or just, you know, like what we got, you know, shit right. canned in five games. Yes. Okay. It's not quite the same analogy, but, um, and after this little segment, we're going to do a couple of emails. So get those ready. Mm-hmm. um, Because a bunch of people had asked me, very nice people, and we have nice people listening. How I did in my qualifier? Mm -hmm. I did not qualify, um, and I uh, missed it by three. And I've uh, you know qualifying is difficult because you get one day either you shoot the number that qualifies or you don't, Mm -hmm. and I didn't. And I often think on the way home, I'm like, would I have rather missed it by one Mm -hmm. or missed it by a bunch? Yeah, three isn't bad. Three's kind of in that no man's land of like, you know, I talked to you after the round. I was like, yeah, I could sort of find three or four shots easily that, you know, a couple of three putts here, a couple of missed short putts there. Like, does the guy that because the qualifying score was 76. I shot 79. Does the guy who shoots 86 feel better because he missed it by a ton? I don't know. I don't know. I, I know I wouldn't want I to. Miss, know. I know I wouldn't want to miss it by one. I know I wouldn't want to shoot one off the number. So I ended up. I didn't know this when I talked to you. I ended up finishing seventh, and now I'm uh, an alternate into the tournament. So there's a way outside chance I could get in, but it was a great experience. And um, for you golfers, I have something that happens very rarely. It's only happened to me probably four, f- four 5 ish times in my life. Where I made a two on a par four, which yeah. is an eagle, yeah, which was kind of cool, especially in a tournament, especially under you know some kind of competitive, you know, pressure, and um, not that it helped me, but uh, it was kind of cool when it happened. I haven't done that um, in a long time.
2: Not to take anything away from. Oh, please. Your second shot on a par four. There's. I, do I use the word luck? I mean, the chances are astronomical against that. Now, uh, uh, speaking percentages, what has the higher percentage for it happening? An eagle on a par five or an eagle on a par four? Or is it a oh, way way higher percentage? I, I get. I'll make several eagles on par
0: fives in a year. I haven't done this in right. eight, eight or nine years.
2: Yeah, right. In fact, that was a stupid question. Not
0: really. Just, well, yeah, I mean, it well, depends on your skill level. Yeah. yeah. Um, and this wasn't a, I didn't hit it in from 40 yards. It was a 145 yard mm-hmm. shot. Um, but it hasn't happened to me in at least almost, I'm going to say eight years, seven or eight years.
2: Mm-hmm. But you're you, on a par five, you can be putting for eagle. And lots There's of no times, way you yes. would, no way you would ever be putting for eagle on a par
0: four well on a on a short course, maybe they yeah, have a I short guess. par four I mean there's a par four i'm playing tomorrow in this tournament i'm at a tournament today and tomorrow that is short enough for me to hit the green on. I have putted for Eagle on that hole, oh. Okay, but not very often because it's it's short, but it's a really it's very difficult to hit the green. Anyway, it happened, and uh, it happened on the tenth hole of this tournament. And I wasn't playing badly, but I wasn't scoring well, and it kind of got me. It got me a little bit of a lift, and uh, it was just kind of a neat thing. And anyway, I just wanted to let everyone know that who sent me notes that I did not qualify. But it was a fun time.
2: So what's this year? A, a super alternate or something? What was that?
0: I'm, a, I'm like the second alternate to get into the tournament.
2: Well, how many guys made it? Uh, at
0: my site, five. So I finished oh, okay. seventh. So well, well that's it's old, And it's old guy golf. Because, you know, lots of old guys, you know, they can pull up lame any second, you know. They could croak. <laughs> that's right. <real. laughs> uh, <laughs> they could croak. There, you know what? There's a very good chance that somebody who's in the tournament may not make it. That's funny.
2: That, that's a, that's a, you know what? When I was a kid, that term was often used. Oh, yeah, his old man croaked.
0: Oh, yeah, he croaked. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
2: <laughs> here, boo, Billy. His old man croaked. Oh, he's yeah.
0: super, yeah. super croaked. Um, all right. Let's uh, take hey a uh, second here. Oh, and uh, I just gosh. want to acknowledge... Um, our newest sponsor, once again, from time to time, our email of the day will be sponsored by Palma Pasta, and uh, Anthony and I came up with a scheme where we're going to be giving people Palma Pasta gift certificates Nice for the emails of the month, so we will uh, let you know how you can do that, but just keep emailing us, fred humbleandfred at HumbleAndFredRadio.com. Hi, guys.
2: Uh, this is from... Um Mike Hannafin, sad, speaking of croaking, and not to make light of this, but... uh he writes, uh, rest in peace, Phyllis Hannafin. Hi, guys. Just wanted to let you know my mom passed away Wednesday at her long term care home in Toronto. Complications from COVID. Hmm. Died peacefully. She was 88. Fred may have talked to my mom a few times when I was working at CFNY in the 80s and I was still living at home. Uh, she thought he was funny and also smart for hiring me. Aw, she mm-hmm. was a big Leaf fan. Used to live near their practice facility near Lakeshore and watch uh, their practices. And uh, Mike will be in town this week uh, to clean some up uh, things up, you know, uh, around his mother's um, death. Uh, so maybe we'll see him. Maybe we'll talk to him. I know he's going to appear on Toronto Mike on Wednesday. Mm. Hope all is well, he says. Sorry to Howard about the golf. Mike
0: Hannifin. See, there you go. Mm-hmm. People are going to start going on Toronto, Mike, now and asking for money. Is that what's going to happen? <laughs> People just, because Mike's such a sweetie, you know. He'll be like, yeah, yeah. come on. Hey, Mike, I need uh, a loan for, uh, for an addition on my house.
2: <laughs> oh, I thought you were going to say, you know, those caskets, they're expensive. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so, yeah, Anna, yeah, man, <laughs> yeah. could you guys uh, help me pay for my mom's casket? Because it's, uh, it's not cheap.
2: Mike, we're not. Listen. If you you don't laugh, you'll cry Exactly I'm making light of anything Your mom was 88, had a good long life And I remember phoning your place a couple of times And your mom would answer Yes, I actually remember that Aww Well, very good And and all our best to you, Mike Hannafin and the Hannafin
0: family Hi guys Hi guys guys. Over the years, I've uh, felt compelled to send an email But then I would just lie down until the feeling went away This is from David McCulloch. Just finished your May 10th show with Bruce Dobigan, and reminded me of the days you hosted Richard Surrett. I'm one of the army of silent hundy peas. Listened for years, never reached out. In days past, whenever your upload description featured Surrett, I would immediately delete that download. Well, don't do that. As I found him infuriating. Which is why he's not here anymore. Heads up, guys! If you give that Trump sucker a platform again, Daubigan, Daubigan, Dobigan—that's me—is it Daubigan or Dobigan?
2: Dobigan, I believe.
0: Dobigan sounds like something from Lord of the Rings. Mm -hmm. Uh, If you give that that Trump sucker a platform, that show goes straight to the trash, says uh, David. I'm old enough, 62, to know what upsets my constitution, and yelling at a podcast is a bad look for me. I get it, dude. He says, if you're still reading this, I doubt it. Please know you're my number one go-to pod in a very, capital letters, crowded field. Signed, loving you, David. Well, that's uh, interesting. Are you? Because, uh, as we discussed before the show, Bruce Stobigan's appearance definitely garnered a lot of reaction, response, opinions, much like David's. And not that you and I were in such a big hurry to have him back again. We've found the whole thing kind of annoying. Mm Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. And, you know, let's uh, preface this by saying, yes, every, you know, uh, nobody should be censor- censored. Nobody should be silenced. Everybody should be able to say their piece, blah, 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 blah. Um, And we've had him on twice, uh, but I don't ever see any point of having him on again. Because mm. what? Why? Like, you're not going to change his opinion, which I think to some degree is a bit calculated. You know what I mean? It's, uh, I think he's hung his hat on that whole thing. Maybe it's a weird place he, to hang. That's, that's, your hat. That's, that's, that's how he gets attention.
0: I don't know. But isn't it a weird place to hang your hat because you've really got to, like, there's no, and we've had parts of this conversation. What I'm about to say, there's no kind of nuanced arguments anymore. There's no kind of like, I see a little bit of your side. Yeah. That part makes sense, but I'm not big on this side because when you hang your hat on this MAGA, Trump's a good guy thing, there's no nuance to it. You've got to go all in. You've got to start yelling about Antifa and Black Lives Matter and Bill Clinton. You just overlook all the horrible, mm-hmm. nasty things this, this movement stands for. Mm-hmm. There's no little bits. You can't have, like I say, you can't have a nuanced discussion of politics and policy. It's just not there.
2: Listen, you could debate. Should they build the wall? I could actually have a debate with somebody about that. You may disagree, but should we build the wall? But when Donald Trump enters that discussion or that topic, he just starts lying about it. So you can't have a discussion. Right. When the basis of the foundation is just built on lies, like just incorrect facts. You can talk about energy... Um, independence, sure, all day long. Yeah, it makes sense. Maybe you should, you know, is it good for the environment? But when you lie about the facts around it, well, everything just... And the guys like Dobigan, they just won't move on that stuff like on trump and like bruce, they, don't want to, they don't want to talk about the lies and again when he said oh what did you think bill clinton uh, was a good guy oh the guy that was president 22 years wrong. ago but but like back Ridley? to the wall
0: like bruce yeah. dobigan is a smart guy he's too smart which is what i found annoying all trump has to do is say you know what mm. we we wanted to build more wall We only got this much done. But if Mm -hmm. I get elected again, man, we're going to finish it because I think it's a good idea. I think it's important for security. It's good for, you know, it's, you know, we have too many people coming in illegally. Let's get those people in legally. You could have that discussion. But when he says, we built, we built hundreds of miles of walls. Well, no, you didn't. You didn't do that.
2: Well, Howard, anything Trump talks about, you can. there's lies that surround it. So, I mean, we could just go to every subject and we could no, but to re- your, but reenact as lies. But it's huh? to
0: your point where yeah. you could have a discussion about border security in a country mm-hmm. and how undocumented illegal um, immigrants coming in can't be good for a lot of reasons. But because it's, it's it's there's so much lying around it, mm-hmm. then there's no nuance to the discu- to the discussion anymore. Is what I'm trying to say. No, I get it. Okay, I'm
2: going to even a guy like it's frustrating with Bruce Dobig, because what I what I really have no time for is this the insurrection, and then they talk about Antifa, and they like to bring Black Lives Matter mm-hmm. into it, and. Those were social uprisings. Those those are people reacting to social right. injustice. Yes, completely different yes. than an insurrection, inspired, initiated by the president of the United States. Do I have to tell you that? Well, apparently I mean, you I tried do. To, I tried to say that the other day to him, but they don't want to hear that stuff. And it's so tedious that whole movement. Because, you know, in the end, people are basically good. People are good and want the best for each other. Sure you know, they do. And basically, there's a little socialism in all of us. And and th- that whole thing has no legs. You know why? Because people are nicer than that, Bruce. Right. and And to the you know, point of, like... <sighs>
0: That's why I started by saying, when you hang your hat on this side of the argument now, Mm -hmm. you've got to go all in. You can't say, well, on the one hand, border security Mm -hmm. is uh, an important issue. But on the other hand, maybe he shouldn't have incited an insurrection at the Capitol. Like the other night when he was talking to sweet Caitlin, uh, Caitlin Collins, you know, he kept he keeps doubling down on this idea that constitutionally the vice president had the. Um constitutional um mandate to overturn that election which everyone with the brain knows he didn't so forget bruce for a second when when you're so caught up in that web of conspiracy and he's the president like one of the best things i saw was do you want oh and it was biden tweeted is this the guy you want for four more years can it really be that guy so it's the Black Lives Matter uprising in cities and BLM and Antifa, if you will. As you say, that's a that's a social pushback against mm-hmm. untenable. Black Lives Matter was born because all these black guys <laughs> kept getting killed by cops. It's different.
2: That's And that's the aggravating part of it. Well, there's lots of
0: aggravating parts of it.
2: No, I, I, I know. And I mean, you can just... Like he's literally defending or apologizing for like Donald Trump, and yeah. it's and again he presents himself as a smart guy and everything, but I just I, I it's just evil. How about that? Let's just start there. It's evil, and you know I I I heard somebody say, oh, you know what I I listened to Bill Maher's um club random with uh, dr phil which was i found very interesting and dr phil said something that i think i've said on the show and i you know politics really doesn't matter at the end of the day we're just what's a big complaint it mm-hmm. doesn't matter who we elect it always ends up the same you know there's something to that what matters is what's around it the sure. decency the you know the 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 reaction. And, and and even Dr. Phil said the reaction to this guy and the support for this guy has just brought out the worst in America. Screw the politics. All all presidents do good things. They do bad things. They made the right choice. They made the wrong choice. At the end of the day, you know, over the past fifty years, there's been a balance of Republican and uh, Democrat. And here, where are we at today?
0: Yeah, it comes down the to com- the, it comes down to the vibe around the person.
2: The country is deeply divided. And disturbingly evil, because of one man That's like, like never before, like never before like, and
0: and,
3: mm-hmm.
0: and what what happened was you know that the, the tolerance for behavior of politicians is mm-hmm. I think the single biggest and uh, i 'm going to start tracing it back to social media, but mm-hmm. what, what i what 've never seen in my lifetime, and i don 't think any of us can remember a time. When politicians acted so, and not just him, a lot of them act so disturbingly emboldened in such gross behavior. When mm-hmm. when the president, former president of the United States calls a 30-year-old woman nasty. Mm-hmm.
2: Because she challenges Because she challenges it like... Yep. like is that not enough for you?
0: Is that is, is that not enough for you? Like these people that support him, he's still harping on a 2020 election result that universally, even the Republicans at their dirty core, know it's wrong. Right. And but, and, and that's his opening salvo on uh, Wednesday night was the election was I mean, rigged.
2: And here's the, you know, you and I. You and I have had the converse, or the conversation going forward. We're we're not going to spend a lot of Trump or time on Trump. Um, today's other side, than to just, <laughs> but here's the thing. Today's conversation is more about Bruce Dobigan than it is about Trump. I mean, we go off in these tangents about Trump lying. Well, that's all established now. There's really almost no use talking about it anymore because we know what he is. We know mm-hmm. what we're going to get. And it just seemed ironic to me as well. Having that conversation with Bruce, I guess it was on Wednesday and then Wednesday night, that performance on stage on CNN, which oh, was yeah. ret- like it's like uh, Really this is the guy That you're apologizing for That's right Like there's some degree it, Of validity it's here It's too
0: bad we didn't have Bruce On Thursday morning After that happened Somebody asked me what I thought I said it was like Watching a live cartoon it was um, Something else It, it was it, like and, and then of course I mean I've read so many articles But you know somebody You know He is I hate to say this But it's like Because everyone said Well it's not quite this is bad But he's kind of like this Fascist leader like you know, you know who, and uh, and the MAGA movement is a, is like the Nazi party in so many ways. It's like you know, disinformation, disin- distrust, whatever. I and mean, then I started thinking about the uh, the Nazi party. I don't know that there was from what i've seen from history they weren't really having much of a party Dan. it seems
2: to me it
0: seems to me that there should have been another name for it because the nazi party i, I wouldn't say they were like yucking it up that much oh, Some somebody somebody in the upper echelon must the have nazi been the nazi movement fun. maybe but the nazi party really
2: you know, CNN has been criticized for that the other night. And the yes. thing is, I'm somewhere in the middle because I thought it was great that they have him. I, I was surprised. Remember, I said to you many times, I'm surprised that he would go on CNN. Well, obviously, <laughs> the deal was it was Caitlin Collins against Trump and the audience because it was a friendly audience. It yeah, was well, all friendly fire. Well, I told so you Yeah.
0: I said that to you. The only they, yeah. There's a reason he approved. Trump approved all of that or he wouldn't have done it.
2: So it was all friendly fire. Yeah, man. So, so it was her against them. And then I heard, who was it? Somebody said that there was a tweet during a, oh, do you think Joe Biden would go on Fox? Well, no, he wouldn't, because Fox would never agree to that. Fox a Democrat
0: audience, allow- yeah, yeah.
2: To have a complete Democrat-friendly audience in there. For- yeah,
0: Joe Biden would go on if he could approve the moderator, and the moderator would be one of the less... You know, asinine idiots. Here's the thing: where, of course, it was Caitlyn Collins. Where was John King? Where was he? Wouldn't go on against Jake, Jake Tapper. He wouldn't go oh, on against Laura Coates. The whole thing so, was so manufactured.
2: So kudos to CNN for having it, but at the same, they sold their soul for that thing. They oh, really yeah. did. Yeah, and that's been the big. Con- Listen, I. You know, I, I'm like you I never want it to be Because you disagree They shouldn't be able to say it I never want to be in that position I've, Seriously And there are people that are But that
0: oh, No, they took the a shit kicking of that,
2: The structure of that thing
0: was just silly Yeah, but you know and, and On social media I mean, I'd say it was more It wasn't divided They, they were basically Criticized for having him on
1: it doesn't
0: mean Sometimes unfairly, but I mean, really, it, it was just such a clown show. Uh, before we get to Dan's news, let me tell you about Boron One. AaronVentures.com, that's a mining company, a junior mining company, an exploration company. They're engaged in the acquisition, development, and exploration Of resource properties What ones are they Are they developing Boron One is the name of the company So figure it out As I've mentioned several times There's only a few places on the planet Where Boron comes out of the ground commercially And Aaron Ventures Boron One is developing it Have your Sherpa or our Sherpa Check out this company Because I say Boron is in everything It's ubiquitous and uh, a, a real opportunity to be part of it as they move things forward. AaronVentures.com
2: Shavers of Commerce Group Insurance Plan uh, Canada's number one group benefits plan for small business. Go to ChamberPlan.ca today. Get a free quote. Uh, we're talking uh, prescriptions. We're talking dental. We're talking travel insurance. Uh, some add-ons too. Great. You know, an HR component to this thing now. And through covid mental health uh, yeah through the teledoc system they will get you the help you need baby, it really is a very progressive plan well. it's a very affordable plan for small you know, business you'll find that out when you go to chamberplan.ca and get a free quote different levels that you can buy into and they've done a great job on keeping premiums under control over the past several years chambers of commerce group insurance
3: now here's French to a fella named Danderan,
2: a hell of a guy with a hella big wang. The quintessential anchor man. His voice is nice and low. <gasps>
3: Dandoran, the anchor man comes. As for credentials, he has
2: none. Can't tell a headline from his bum, but his voice is nice and low. Duran, the anchor man's here. He's grown to falling off his chair, but he's got
0: a big wang, so he don't
2: care. And his voice is
0: nice and low. Dandoran. My voice is nice and low. This is my point is did somebody say, like, hey, what are you guys doing tonight? Oh, we're going to the Nazi party. Oh, fun! That sounds like fun! Uh, Now live from Lisa's house with news and views, he is a movie anchor and also plays one on our show. It's Dan
1: Duran. Now Canada is importing stupid American issues-related violence just for buying the wrong beer. Mm. York Regional Police are looking for three idiots that assaulted a couple. A man and a woman were approached outside a liquor store, an LCBO store, after these ass-tards suspected that they had purchased Bud Light. Now, that's the beer the trans influencer Dylan Mulvaney uh, pushed out on social media, as had a one-off beer promo, and then all kinds of and then shit hit the fan in, in the States, and even a, a marketing executive had to take a leak of absence at, uh, at as Anheuser-Busch. Anyway, one of the men commented on the, on the victim's choice of alcohol uh, while also uttering anti-homosexual derogatory slurs. It turns mm. out th- they didn't even buy Bud Light. But the man and woman did suffer injuries in the altercation, and the beer bashers
0: are still out there. Yeah, we had this story, I guess, one uh, day uh, last week when you were gone. It's pretty disgusting. I mean, you know, uh, I, one thing. I didn't know, There's nothing. Did you ever find out what kind of beer it was? It looked like Bud
1: No, I looked for that. No, apparently it had some rainbow uh, rainbows on the <laughs> can beer can or you something. You
0: know, like, what what is going on in your life? As you could get that invested. In two things, as you could care that much what somebody drinks. And number two, what, who cares what it, it supports? You know what I mean? Like, it's not like somebody's forcing you to, you know, do something you don't want to do.
1: What no. I, what I, I, the reason I brought this up is because of what Fred has talked about over and over again is how, how, In our society, we're slowly importing whatever's going on Mm. in the United
2: States, which is this
0: kind of thing. I didn't know where you were going with that, because there's so many things that Fred talks about over and over again.
2: (laughs) You know, (laughs) I was going to say that, you know, and this may seem like a leap, but think about it. Really think about it. If Donald Trump had not won the 2016 election, that would not have happened in Vaughn. I agree. Would not have happened in Vaughn.
0: It wouldn't have. Because he's given he's given voice. It, mm-hmm. It's what I said a minute ago. The mm-hmm. The line for a decency, whatever allowable behavior that our politician look at the guy that was president before Donald Trump. And imagine him ever calling a woman in a debate nasty. I mean, say what you will policy wise, maybe Obama didn't do everything great. But vibe wise, the kind of guy he was, even Bush, I can't imagine dumb Bush. Saying that to somebody To to behaving Mm the way And that's what it is There's been a shift In what we will allow Or what society allows How political uh, leaders behavior
2: Well you look at that shit show The other night on CNN with him So he's found liable For the sexual abuse charge He's on there mocking her Actually putting like this voice on And those fucking morons in the crowd Are laughing and clapping that's where we're at people right. this is what he has created
0: and those are the same morons that would yell at somebody at the lcbo and vaughn mm-hmm. for drinking bud light
2: my nephew was over last week and you know he made the point we were talking about kid rock that disgusting vile piece of shit that he's become you know he's an influencer come on he's no, oh, yeah music he's a rock guy So he takes this AK-48 or whatever it is out back, and he blows the shit out of all these Bud Light cans. What message does that send to kids, fans of his? Mm -hmm. And then you look at the gun problems in the United States. So he's got this weapon that he probably shouldn't have, shouldn't even be legal, and he goes out, and he blows up all this Bud Light through nothing but hate and intolerance. And they wonder why they have problems down there. And he was, by the way,
0: that was one of the first ones... That was one of the sort of first viral, you know, response to this, you know, trans person being given some beer. It's just, you know, like, again, I I often think, and I brought it up last week about some other thing, it's just too bad the three of us will not live long enough to see how history will look back at this period because you know all those people that got on board the nazi party (laughs) express you know what i mean like all those people that in the 30s started going yeah i guess we're going to support this hitler guy seems all right you know Mm -hmm. they're long gone now they don't they don't know the the way history views them They didn't live to see how we 50 years later look upon that period of time with disgust and how history will remember that and how they'll be remembered forever about for being on the wrong side of the debate.
2: And that's yeah. And getting back to Dobig and it's like, yeah, big brain. Yeah. Writer and come on the show and try to sound intelligent. How do you have a conversation seriously or how do you have show any respect for someone who can't flatly reject that as this is wrong, you know what I mean. Yeah. Try to find within it something good. There's nothing good within that, nothing. Because again, don't I don't want to talk about policy. I want to talk about the human, be- the human being, the right. humanity of it.
0: You know, when Trump's oh. asked at a deposition about the grab him by the pussy audio and. Talking about how, well, that's how, you know, celebrities have been allowed to do those things for a million years. You know, that a million years, This is his response. It's never like, you know, I was, it's, there's just never an answer mm-hmm. of any kind of contrition, regret, apology, some human feeling of, yeah, you know, that was, I wasn't proud of that. Like, you know, what a, what a normal person would do. You know, Letterman's response, um, you know, to being, you know, you know what I'm talking about, being outed for uh, the affair. Mm -hmm. There's never any moment where you you get from Donald Trump or any of those guys, man, you know, that uh, that was offside. I probably shouldn't have done that. It was the heat of the moment. You know, none of that stuff. No, it was locker room talk
2: because he's a narcissistic sociopath. He he is. He can't get it in his head that maybe he did something wrong.
0: And as I've said to you about thousands of times now. Nobody ever s- it, it, How you Again Adobing How you can never See it as he, It's never his fault University mm-hmm. The, the mm-hmm. casinos The fucking people Fucking people over the, the New York Five Or whatever they're called It goes back years And it's never His fault mm-hmm. Just once Daniel Thoughts, comments, what was, concerns. What was
1: the, uh, what do you think the star structure was like back in the, a million years ago in Neanderthal days?
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, Dan. <laughs>
1: oh, Daniel. But I was going to say that it. You, there was a time when the role model of the American, uh, you know, president. Yes. Or any president, or you know, in person in charge of a country, was was like there for our children to be brought up, and you know, like you, you too can be that president. You yeah. can be, you know, achieve greatness, and here's, you know, be an honest, true person, and ethical. All that was
2: part of the formula, but not anymore. That's, but guys, 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 guys. You know, the Kennedys may have had Marilyn Monroe murdered. In fact, there's, you know. Then there's Nixon, a crook. And then what Clinton did, we get it. And then weapons of mass destruction with Bush, I get it. They all have that tarnish on them. We understand that. But, right, none of those people turned the country against itself. You know what I mean? Like, None of them did what Trump did. No, no, you're right. None of them brought evil out in the people like Trump has. All those things I just mentioned, it didn't turn the country into a cesspool the way this guy had. And you think about what Nixon did. He he was a huge crisis for the
0: company, but people didn't start, you know, tweeting about beer you shouldn't drink because of... Right. Anyway, we got to go. Damn, well, they ran. didn't have
2: social media and all no, that. No, I know. But still, it, was, it wasn't... It just, the motive wasn't there And
0: maybe, you. who knows, maybe we're being naive Maybe this was, hatred was always there Just was now, it's, it's such an instant yeah. way of mm-hmm. Of telling the person, you know
2: We'll never know, will we? We'll
0: never know, unless we go back in time and invent Twitter mm-hmm. Yes, Daniel? I just wanted to touch on my second story real quick Oh, Jesus know. Christ, Dan You don't, You don't just throw Jesus a second story somebody. at the end of the show But oh, go ahead <laughs>
1: Well, anyway, I just because Toronto is getting a new mayor, we know that after Tory bowed out, yeah, the nominations closed on Friday. Do You guys know how many candidates there are? Sixteen. What's the record
2: fifty something.
1: Nope. Wow, it's higher than that. Is it's it a, really
0: a hundred and two?
2: Oh come on! 100. Last Dan. I heard, it was like fifty four. Yeah,
0: I threw cow. a low ball number out there. I didn't know if, it's hundred and two. Hundred and two people are are vying for uh, the Toronto mayorship. How many people? Can, 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 does that get you on the ballot? <laughs> what, what? What? I mean, can you? I mean, are there going to be a hundred and two names on the ballot? I guess there has to be. That's outrageous. That's how, many, that's how many there are? I haven't got time and, to read hundred and two names. <laughs> Do you know, and there's they.
1: Uh, Toronto started a uh, forum research poll on Saturday with a, a little over a thousand people, and. Uh, Apparently, Tory would probably if he was on the ballot and there was some people saying that he might he might, uh, you know, Friday afternoon, he may have gone in, but he didn't. Had he, he probably would have won again.
2: No, he's living the life with his lady friend. Uh, He doesn't need this
0: shit.
2: (laughs) Go ahead, Dan. I'm sorry.
1: I was just going to say the second second in line was as far as the the poll goes for the eligible candidates was former uh, Poli- uh, conservative former police chief mark saunders but do you know who the, the number one person is olivia, yes, chow. I, yeah. olivia chow yeah yeah
2: bad that's that'd be bad bad for the city but anyway well it won't be trump be... bad no no it'll be lefty bad and toronto doesn't need eh. that i mean civic uh, governments municipal governments need a business person
0: yeah like, okay three. like yeah no, because we still, it's still we had a business person. They still didn't put a subway in. <laughs> he tried. Oh, did he? Um, okay, let's uh, thank everybody who listened, and uh, we'll see everyone on tomorrow's big program.
1: This episode of Humble and Fred was brought to you by the Retirement Sherpa, The Chambers Plan, Bodog, Aaron Ventures, EVnet.ca, Archidec Outdoor Living, and our newest sponsor, which is a previous sponsor returning, Palma Pasta. Yeah. We read all of our emails, and we've got a Friday email show coming up. Right? It's still on Friday or Thursday? It's a a work in progress, yes. All right, okay. Humble and Fred at HumbleandFredRadio.com. We do like those emails. Liking and subscribing helps us out. So does uh uh letting your friends know. Ooh, getting to listen to just one show, maybe. Yep, one show. For humble and fred, I'm Dan Duran and remember, enjoy every gourd damn day. Yes.